The Hundred Marathon Club by Darren Smith If a future version of myself had time-travelled back to this weekend, five years ago, it would find the 2015 version of Darren in the multiple queuing system of the Berlin Marathon at the disused Tempelhof Airport the day before his first marathon. And looking back, I was worried about it. If the future me then said that five years later to the day I'd be completing my 49th marathon and above and my 14th 50k in two years, I would probably forget that a future version of myself had just time-travelled and materialised in Germany to focus on the ludicrous idea that I'd continued running after what I was about to do. The proof is in the time-travelling pudding. And so here we are, uh, in the time of the coronavirus and the global mismanagement of it by the governments of the world, not least ours. Much like going for a walk or shopping or anything, it's a question of comfort levels versus fear factor. How comfortable are you in the fact that there's a very slim chance of getting the virus and a slimmer chance of dying from it if you follow the simple rules? And this is versus the fear factor. No one wants to die, regardless of the high-pitched screaming of the British mainstream media outlets. And to the race. Hamstrung by the local council following often conflicting messages from Parliament, adhering to all the rules, it would be the biggest race I'd run since the global pandemic, and my fourth in nine weeks. And going back, by, by big I mean large scale. This was 1,100 runners and walkers, with start time spread over four hours, enough hand sanitizer to drown an elephant, and the threat of cancellation up to the 11th hour due to the local council being dicks. And... It nearly didn't happen for me anyway. After the hotel booked a cab that never turned up at 6.30 in the morning and I had to ponce a lift from a couple of fellow runners who were staying there too, allowing me to get to number 49, the Chilton 50, 26th of September, 2020. You had to show your bib just to get into the race village. There were no guests. No supporters, no family. You had to slather yourself in hand sanitizer, And then it was time to have your temperature checked. And no, not with a rectal thermometer. You guys are obsessed. It was a laser thermometer pointed at the forehead again. More hand sanitizer, and then a one-way system into the bag drop. And then a one-way system to get a cup of tea. The staff were worried about the local council shutting them down and fining people on the spot. Apparently, the threat of shutdown went up to the night before. How would they have contacted 1,100 people, all heading to Henley? That would have been a nightmare. There were manned water tables. You couldn't pick up your own food or drink. It was given to you. And there were pens, literal pens this time, for us to stay socially distant and sat close enough to be with our groups, but, you know, still safe. Mouths were covered the whole time, and you could only hang out with the people that were in your time slot. There were red flags 
on the ground every two metres apart in a, a long taped-off zigzag that got us all the way to the start line. People were let go two at a time, uh, ten seconds apart. It was all a bit of a dance, really. A, a safe one, though. It is safe to run. You can run if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. Because your friends don't run, and if they don't run, they're no friends of mine. And to the race. A hilly figure eight with the first half infinitely hillier. But that doesn't mean that the second half was flat. Oh no, it wasn't by any stretch of the imagination. There was a brief time in Leafy Marlow, and a brief time in Leafy Henley. And the rest was trail, trail, and more Thames path, and then more trail. After waiting in a socially distanced conga for about five minutes, it was my turn to head out under the inflatable Ultra Challenges arch, after having my barcode scanned. And then I was out and across the first field, crossing a country lane and then taking the left route out and up into the woods through fields and then more climbs into the Chilterns and the kind of climbs that have you holding your hips or your lower back and moaning and swearing the whole time as you trudge your way up, wishing you'd brought your hiking poles or someone installed a ski lift. There's a few muddy patches under the trees from recent rains, but nothing to speak of really, and my feet were hurting in my trail shoes. I should probably have gone for roads, and will do next time out. But, before too long... Well, managed to make it to the first 5k. It's very hilly. Oh my god, it's so hilly. My back hurts. I'm going to have to see the osteo on Monday about this one. But anyway, that's the first 5k done. Uh, very slow, uh, but it's done. Thank god. There were long trails next, through fields, livestock, sheep. Cows, more sheep, more cows, one sheep, two sheep, three sheep, four sheep, and then, well that's 10k done now, uh, about an hour and 10 minutes, it's uh, yeah, very hilly and exhausting. I think the second half's dead flat because it's on the uh, on the Thames path, but the first half, oh fuck me sideways with a prize-winning courgette. This, this is tricky. And it was tricky. And then after a few more fields and a stately home that would house a jousting contest later in the day, joust a minute. We were under the scrutiny of the local council for an organised running event. You can't see both grandparents, but the local toff can organise a jousting contest. Well, it's always been one rule for the ram-tupping mumble crusts and one rule for the rest of us. Well, hasn't it? Well, uh, that was 15k, the first checkpoint. I think they're proving what goes up does come down, because it's all been fucking up up till now. Uh, so hopefully the next bit will be all downhill to the river. Anyway, first 15k. Uh, catch up with you later. Finally out and onto some road for a change, my on-trail shoes were really beating me up. 
I'd worn them for soggy trail races before up and down the country and abroad, and, but the summer of 2020 had been largely dry. So the ground was hard underfoot, even though the topsoil was a little soggy. And this was before the paths of Henley Town, then the stone bridge across the river, and then along the waterfront and the Thames, which seemed to be the dominion of the local rowing clubs. What's going on? Well, I've, made, I've made it to uh, kilometre 20. Uh, I'm on the towpath finally now, on the flat part. Uh, and that would be the uh, rowing people who are all around me. Uh, anyway, I'm going to continue going now. So that's 20 down, uh, 30 to go. He smiles, even though he is upset sometimes. Psychopath alert. I ran a bit to get away from the crowd and get away from the rowing crews and their annoying coaches cycling up and down with megaphones on bicycles. The crowd did thin eventually and then I came to a weir, and I like a good weir, where we had to don our masks again, our face masks, and go single file onto the zigzagging man-made walkways uh, before crossing the river, past a few ducks and then into alleyways before heading past the 23 kilometre sign and up towards the halfway point. But not until crossing two more fields, including one with escaping sheep. And all this, three hours into my day. Well, I've managed to get to halfway, which is amazing. I've got a cup of tea. I've got a cheese and pickle roll. I mean, what else do you need? I mean, I might as well just stay here. But I can't. It is halfway. I've got to head out now. Uh, the winner of the 50K has just arrived. Did it in four and a bit hours, wanker. Um, but that aside, I am off out. Second half, here I come. After most of us decided to call the winner of the race a wanker, we were off and out for the second half of the figure eight by going out the same way in the same field, taking the same two fields that brought us back to the race village, but then we turned left and not right, and out and into farmland and rolling hills and bales of hay and more hills and and more hills and more hills well that's the first 30k down uh, 20 to go one um, of 50k they said it would be fun they said the second half the second half is you know flat they said well they fucking lied they just climbed the biggest hill of the lot at 29k and now I'm currently walking through beetroot fields. Exciting. Okay, on to the next one. And then sheep. And more sheep. Yes, field upon field of the hairy bastards. And one particularly scary you that just stared at me. I mean, the others moved off as the train of runners came through. But this one sheep. She had her eyes directly at mine. I mean, this was like, I see you. It was evil. And to be fair, it scared the shit out of me, so I sped up a bit. Out of the fields and into the woods. Tough, sharp climbs that I knew I could do, especially as there was a sheep that could potentially be chasing me and would certainly be haunting my nightmares. 
and then comfy descents into the forest all the way down to uh, in the deepest forest right now arm yourself because no one else will save you that's the whole lyric uh yeah 35 kilometers done uh yeah i'm bringing it in it's good i'm really looking forward to the pub i miss the pub i, I can't wait to see the pub i think the pub and i have spent far too long apart and I think that the pub's beers and I need to get reacquainted. Anyway, see you later. And then the final checkpoint uh, and a cup of tea and a Kit Kat. I sit down as my feet were now throbbing after some time on the suburban streets of Leafy Marlow before heading out and into the crowded park area and the Thames Path. I stopped at an ice cream van for a 99 Flake as you do. A fellow runner said it looked good, and it was. Mmm, ice cream. And then I was dodging the crowds walking by the river with signs that were telling us to put face masks on as we crossed footbridges before signs just after the bridge saying that masks were now optional. And you do have to be careful. You cannot fully exercise with a face covering. Even the WH. A, no, the WTO, the WAA, uh, the World Health Authority says that it is dangerous that if you basically try to exercise whilst wearing a face mask, after all, you need oxygen, especially when you are crossing one bridge after another, after another, after another. Okay, it's 40k and I'm now climbing a giant bridge across the river. That's telling me that it, uh, diving is an offence, apparently. Uh, I could barely walk, so I don't think diving's a problem. Um, yes, so, 40k down, 10k to go, the pub is in sight. And it would be in sight, the pub, anyway. Um, I was on the river, and this was the final part before heading home. I heard from fellow runner Jenny, who was running the 25k, uh, as her first race in goodness knows how long, certainly her first race of the year, and she had just finished. And this g'd me on uh, as the weather took a brief turn for the worse. <coughs> okay, that's 45 done now. It's raining. I'm in a deer park, but 25 kilometres to go. Even at my current hobble, because my shoes have broken my feet, uh, that's still just under an hour. Uh, so, nearly done. Nearly done. And then the last bit, the last 5k, it was simple. The 50k route rejoined the 25k at the weir. Donning my face covering for a second time, I walked across it and then through an alley or two. Then a couple of fields, now with a sign that said, please close the fucking gate, as three sheep had already escaped. And then on to the final field, following the red, uh, red flags, and across the line, my barcode scanned, my medal and t-shirt collected by me, and not handed to you. Also, there was free Prosecco. Yay! And therefore... Well, and that's done now, so that's uh, four ultras and marathons in nine weeks since they started showing them again. Uh, I am absolutely beaten, uh, so I am going to, oh, I don't know, pub, yeah, 
That sounds like a good idea. Anyway, that was number 49. It was lumpy. And that was it. It was lumpy as grandma's porridge, uh, but the race gave me hope for the future. Forget that it was the fourth race in nine weeks and 49th towards my blah, blah, blah. It was the largest race that I'd taken part in to date with well over a thousand people. I mean, I was 203rd and Jen was 55th and there would be people out there for a good seven or eight hours after we'd finish. But all sanitation, sanitation? Yes, all social distancing and sanitation guidelines were followed to the letter. Everyone participating took it seriously. And if you can take it seriously, then races can go ahead. And it was a well-run, organised race, and everyone was happy about how it went. The organisers, despite the pressure from the council, still managed to put on a superb race. All of the competitors followed all of the rules. Hopefully others will follow suit. We shall have to see. Next up is the run to the sea. And hopefully that will also be a safe race. <laughs>